Hey, everybody. Oh, you hear that? It's that time of year. Ooh. Time for the 666 Weeks of Horror. Ooh. I can't believe this is the third time we're doing this. Can you believe this? This is the third annual 666 Weeks of Horror. This is wild. Man, this is this is so great. This is this. I mean, listen, we we record and we review a lot of great topics, and and you know, I say topics because we do discuss more than just movie reviews on here. But there's just something about the six 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 weeks that's just special to me and George, probably because we're big horror fans, but we're also fans of the autumn season, and um, you know, we both like a nice nice cold and hot apple cider, you know, and stuff like that. So. Uh, this 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 is great. We have a hell of a lineup this year. Let me, let, let me tell you, Dan. <clears throat> today it was a nice, cool autumn day. Especially well, I, after, I was hot as fuck today. All right. Well, maybe <laughs> you know, not in where you were. It was like were, eighty. But, it was like uh, eighty. <laughs> I mean, this morning was nice, but I mean, it was it was nice. I mean, you know, we had a little bit of thunderstorm, but it, yeah, I looked outside at one point at work. You know, it was just gray. I'm like, ah, oh, there it is. Mm-hmm. There it is. Tomorrow, mm-hmm. the 23rd, is essentially the first day of fall or autumn, the equinox, if you will. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the season is upon us. Mm-hmm. You know, it's hoodies. It, it, it's almost hoodie season, although not for me. I'll wear shorts up till November. Mm-hmm. But everyone else is well, wearing hoodies. I'll be wearing a hoodie with shorts and flip-flops. Uh, hey, <laughs> you're a man of principle. So, we got to uh, respect that. Yeah, so we we have a really good one to start off uh, start off this year. Actually, I, the whole lineup is good this year. So uh, what I'm going to do is uh, each week, um, or I guess the, at the close of each week. So like technically, this would be the close of this week. So I will give you next week's episode at the end of this one. Uh, the two we're going to do, which which the plan is to do Monday and Thursday, Mondays and Thursdays, because um, we basically you know a traditional episode is has been basically Monday for about a year and a half now and uh or about a, i would say about a year it, it could we kind of like slowly developed into like a monday night podcast it's totally fine um you know gotta take those ratings away from raw somehow um <laughs> we're fighting monday night football so the ratings are down so uh i figure you know uh get, give give that first episode we just do for a little bit and then we pop one up at close towards the end of the week so uh thursday nights is going to be the goal for the second one um you know you, uh, it shouldn't be it shouldn't be an issue. So you don't want to do the uh, you don't want to do the vague hints this year. Um, I don't know. I didn't think about it. I didn't even think because I'm looking I, at the, I, why, because I'm looking at the, told people. I already told yeah, people but what, what the uh, first, four, first, first four people listened to last week's yeah. episode. You know? Actually, no, a lot of people listen to last this. Week's is, this is six 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 weeks of horror. This is where mm-hmm. this is our bread and butter. This yeah. is where we. This is where we get five listeners as opposed to four. I hope the I hope the vague hint is Tom Scarrett from Steel Magnolias. You know, then I don't even know why I even bother putting the hint up if you're just going <laughs> to tell me what it is. You you snake, you. <laughs> was that what you were going to put up? No, nah, I don't know. I actually have no idea what I was going to put up. It might have been a car. I, I know exactly what you should put up, and I'm going to tell you when we're off air. All right. That's going to be fucking. This is going to be great. Um, but uh, so, but tonight we have uh, the Conjuring, um, which is um, damn, damn good movie, damn movie. It's you know, the, and what I like about the two, well, I know there's technically three Conjuring movies, but there's the two directed by James Wan, um, 
it's think, it's his think, it's his universe though. So. I think two is just as good as the first one, if not better. Two is really good. I actually, oh, yeah. I actually always get them mixed up. I always think one is the one that takes place in England, and two was this one. And then when it started this way, I was like, oh, okay, so this is this is actually the first one. England's the second one. <laughs> so, um, but these are these are two great great horror movies, and I think next year I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna call right now. I think we should start next year's with the second one. I, I don't know. I hope I didn't twist your arm too fucking hard there, George. No, we're going to start with Halloween 5 and get it out of the way. Yeah. Said no one ever. Yeah. Save the best for last. Oh. <laughs> then why didn't we do that episode one? <laughs> <laughs> so, <clears throat> excuse me. So, uh, but, we, but we're here to talk about the first Conjuring movie today. And um, yeah, let's. Um, George, did you see this movie in the theaters? I didn't. Um, Neither did I. And I typically, and, George, you know this. I typically don't go see horror movies in the movie in the theaters because of how picky I am. Yeah, here's the well. Let's get into it. Okay. And then right. I'll uh, I'll just dis- I'll discuss how and why I ended up kind of missing this in theaters. All right. So let's, uh, let's let me run down the stats real fast then. So, The Conjuring, released September 19th, 1986, uh, written by Dave Mustaine wait on a minute. the P-Cells Who's Buying record. Wait, 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 wait a minute, you fucking... <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're not reviewing the Megadeth song? <laughs> I, I didn't prepare, I didn't watch uh, Countdown to Extinction. <laughs> All right, so The Conjuring, <clears throat> released uh, uh, July 19th, uh, 2013. It's crazy. Why would you release a horror movie in the summer? But it made bank. On a $20 million budget, this movie made $319.5 million. Directed by James that's Wan. Why you make, that's why you make yeah. a horror, why you release a horror movie in July. Yeah, it's true. Uh, released by James, directed by James Wan. Was this his first actual, like, major film? I know he probably made stuff before this, but. Oh, no, he directed the first Soul movie. Ah. Oh. I'm going to give that one a second job because I'm, I'm not a big Soul fan at all. So, he did Insidious, too. I never saw Insidious. Yeah. I wanted to check that out. I haven't really gotten that. Yeah. I, again, I'm, like, really picky with, you know, with my horror. So, it's like, I mean, he's got a hell, he's got a hell of a filmography here. He's got, you know, the first, Soul 1 he directed. Dead Silence, Death, the Death Sentence. I, I didn't see those. Insidious, The Conjuring, Insidious Two, Fast Seven, which was okay. I I, I don't love it. it it's it's okay. Uh, Conjuring Two, The Nun. Now The Nun is not part of. Oh no, he he wrote The Nun. That's not part of the Annabelle universe, is it? The yes, it is. Oh, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes. Oh yeah, because she's in the second one, yeah. isn't she? Yeah, she's in this yeah. one too. She is. And well, Annabelle makes her no, debut. I'm sorry. The, the nun, I'm sorry. The nun, yes. The nun is in the second one. Yes. That's right. Okay, okay. Uh, Aquaman uh, and um, uh, Malignant. Uh, did you see that? No, I haven't gotten around to that one yet. Yeah, neither. I'm, 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 I'm going to check it out. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm going to check a lot of these out that I've been kind of sleeping on. So Yeah. And then he, uh, he's he got the second Aquaman movie. So he's got a, a, a pretty solid, uh, you know, and I've, I've I mean, I've, I've seen four of these movies. Uh, well, five. I always forget he did the first Saul, which... 
I have to go back and rewatch. I don't hate the first Saw movie. Um, I'm just not a big fan of the franchise, honestly. Uh, it just it got played out after the fucking first movie. You know what I mean? Like it was like, all right, cool. And the second one was okay, but uh, so uh, you know, written by Chad Hayes and Carrie W. Hayes, uh, produced by Tony DeRosa Grund, Peter Safran. You may know him from. He is, you know, he's James Wan's producing partner. Uh, Rob Cohen. Uh, music by Joseph Bashara, uh, starring Frau Farbissima, um, Patrick Wilson, Ron Livingston, and Lily Taylor. Uh, and by Frau Farbissima, I mean Vera, from, Vera Farmiga. It's because you can't pronounce any part of her name for some reason. So no, you just say Frau Farbissima. It's because I always forget her name. That's what it is. Doesn't she have like a famous relative? Yeah, her sister is uh, Thaisa Farmiga. Which is weird because she's like twenty years younger than her. Yes, yes. Do I know her from anything? She was in um, Oh American Horror Story. That's right. Yes, that's and right. she was also in The Nun. Mm. Which I never saw um, The Nun. Yeah, it's um, I like The Nun. It gets a lot of shit. Um, yeah, but I like it. I that's like. Right. I, I was. I like every her. movie in the Conjuring universe. I think it's. I, a, I, I, I think it's great. Uh, it's from American Horror Story, which I mean, I haven't watched American Horror Story since Roanoke, so I'm pretty sure I'm not missing anything. But, but I I enjoyed Coven, and I thought Roanoke was pretty decent. Um, she was murder. She was in she she was in Coven, and she was in Murder House. So she was in season one and season three. Yes, Murder House was, was really good. I really yes. enjoyed Murder House. Yeah, yeah she was. Yeah. She was uh, Dylan McDermott's daughter. Yes. Uh. So she she was in Murder House. Coven, Roanoke, and Apocalypse was it Apocalypse. Yes, uh, was- uh, Apoc- because Apocalypse was essentially um, a merging of seasons one and season three. So she basically uh, reprised, okay. <coughs> she, she reprised her role from Coven. She's yeah. also the voice. She also did the voice of. Uh, she was Raven in the in the DC animated universe, the one that uh, ended with Apocalypse War. Oh, nice. Mm. nice. Cool. Cool. Uh, technically, stuff. it was it. They did a House of Mystery was a was a short that took place right after. Was, I watched it there there on HBO Max. It was pretty. It was alright. It was a Constantine Center thing, so of course I'm gonna watch it. So, um, yeah. But uh, let's let's go back. Uh, yeah. All right, so George, just take it away. Yeah. So the main reason why I kind of miss this in theaters is because, um, <clears throat> it's really kind of my fault for sleeping on it but mm-hmm. horror movies kind of fell out of favor for a while for a little bit you know they were i mean mm-hmm. horror has always essentially been the bastard stepchild yeah oh uh, we're, 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 we're anyway oh, no, George, George, you George never get back, it yeah. you never get any real respect for a horror movie oh no i'm, I'm here the no, um no. i guess I, I was saying the horror is basically the is the bastard um stepchild of of hollywood like hollywood never yeah. gives any real respect the last time a horror movie got any real respect was silence of the lambs and a lot of people don't even consider that a horror movie that's just a thriller but i mean it's you know it's, yeah. it's always looked down upon and it just kind of you know in, in the 2000s it just kind of get, get got lost in the shuffle so mm-hmm. i kind of i end up catching this on one of the streaming sites very well could have been netflix um through word of mouth you know a lot of people are talking about you know let me check this out and i saw it and i was like wow this was damn good 
I thought this is really good. I like every mm-hmm. movie in this Conjuring universe, which <coughs> I believe as of right now, mm-hmm. the Conjuring universe is the highest grossing horror franchise to date, which is which is saying something. Yeah. Like the it's the highest grossing horror franchise at 2.1 billion Ooh. which for a horror which for a horror franchise is huge i mean look at you, you look at 2 billion nowadays like oh that's just an infinity war that's just a yeah, movie mm-hmm. but when you have movies that are basically made on like a shoestring budget yeah. and they make bank at the box office now you know you don't need massive special effects to make a horror movie you know as as dave mccray always says you know it's mood and atmosphere and James Wan has this in spades in all of his movies, mm-hmm. um, especially everything in the Conjuring universe. You're not everything isn't thrown at you in one shot. You know, it's not a slasher. It's not a monster movie. You know, you got to build to your suspense. It's kind of what keeps you on the edge of your seat. Mm-hmm. You know, you're you're looking at things in the backgrounds of shots that you know something moves slightly. Was it supposed to? You don't know, um, but that's what's so good about it. Then on repeat viewings, I go back and I'm like, ah, like miss that the first time around. But this and this was the uh, I know it was distributed by Warner Brothers, but it was a New Line production, New mm-hmm. Line, um, massive success in the horror field. Mm-hmm. That's the House the, of Freddy built. So. Well, <clears throat> essentially, um, there were. Well, they're owned by Warner Brothers. Well, I guess I'm mean, technically discovering now, I guess, but um, uh, George is dropping out. We're having some bad weather here in New Jersey today, so it could be could be a tough tough podcast tonight, but it's okay. Um, but uh, you know, th- this this you know what New Line has done, and what guys like uh, you know James Wan and Peter Safran, and and to an ex- to an extent Walter Hamada. Because he was running New Line Cinema and all these movies came out. Um, this is what they wanted to do with DC. They wanted like a $20 million budget for a movie to turn a huge profit. Um, and it just it just it, it doesn't work for comp movies, George. I, I don't know if you heard, but I was it was saying that uh, you know, because these movies are made with just shoestring budgets. Yeah. Not that not that he really feels like this is not this, this doesn't feel like a $20 million movie. No. Like this, this is no. well, this is well made, but um, with it, but with a good effects team, you yeah. don't even notice it. That's the sure. thing. Sure. That's, that's that's where a lot of these people, like Tom Savini and like Sam Winston, all them, that's where they kind of hone their craft. You're yeah. only given a certain amount of money to use, and so and you also, do what you can, and you cast you know not as well known actors, mm-hmm. so you don't have to pay so much you know you're not paying Dwayne you know 300 million to show up in a movie yeah seriously hierarchy of power uh it's for you Chris um (laughs) but uh you know also it's um I I, oh um you know it's 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 what I love about horror movies so much it's the fear of the unknown uh I mean how often in a movie do you actually see what you know this entity that is is haunting this house not often you know you, what i mean so so you can make a whole movie without you know seeing 
anything. You know, I mean, it's. Just, I mean, that's you, why it's also so cheap too. You you don't see Bathsheba in this movie until almost an hour into it. Mm-hmm. Everything is all. I mean, yeah, you get like some hand claps, but that's really it. Like you don't see this creature until you know just before she goes and seeks out Ed and Lorraine Warren, which, by the way, are real people. For mm-hmm. those yeah. of you who don't know, well, uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren are demonologists who. Well, they they've since passed, but. What's that? They they've passed on, but. Yeah, yeah. they've since passed on. Although Lorraine Warren does have a cameo in this movie. Does she? Yeah, when um, when um, Caroline uh, Perrin goes and sees Ed and Lorraine at the university, she's. Mm-hmm. At the shot that kind of shows that she's there, Lorraine Warren is sitting in the first oh, row. Okay, yeah, yeah, she I was used as a consultant on the movie, which kind of shows why, like, the Warrens kind of come out looking, looking good on the end. Which uh, a lot of time they, you know, demonologists aren't taken seriously for mm-hmm. anything because you know a lot of it's disbelief. Mm-hmm. So, didn't they, weren't they the people who uh, actually investigated the Amityville Horror? Correct. Like the actual, the actual, the real story. Correct. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Well, we get the a snippet of that at the end of the movie when mm. they go when when they go back home and she's on the phone. She goes, you know, she was saying uh, they want us to check out. They want us to check out a case over on Long Island. That's yeah, what yeah. they're. That's what they're checking out. Yeah. Is uh is the is Amityville. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually talking to Amy before I was watching this. I mean, it'd be great to see. I mean, I know like they touch on Amityville in the beginning of the second movie because the second movie picks up basically right where this one left off. Yeah, pretty much. It, I kind of want to see like an Amityville horror in the Conjuring universe. That'd be like, really cool. With Ed Lor- but I don't think they had a whole lot to do with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren. So I mean, right. you could have them. I mean, you could just kind of show the events of Amityville and then. Yeah lead into Ed and Lorraine kind of maybe showing up at the end as like a cameo. Like, all right, yeah. let's, you know, let's yeah. see what's going on here. I, I so. would, I, I would like to, um, I definitely like to see this franchise continue. Excuse me. Uh, I'd like to see this franchise continue. Um, well, I know we're getting a sequel to the nun. Okay. That's, that's happening. So we're at least getting a ninth movie in the, uh, in the universe. Hmm. Yeah, because it's three Conjuring movies, three Annabelle movies, The Nun, and The Curse of uh, Lorona. I can't pronounce it. Oh, that's part of the universe? Yeah. I heard that was okay. Yeah. I think Dave Jackson said it was okay. The Curse of Ethel Sword. Dave Austin. Whatever he's gone by these days. <laughs> Dave Winston. He's J- big Jameis Winston fan he is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, don't, don't say that. You get angry. <laughs> We're not here to talk about that. Talk about the conjuring. Mm-hmm. So, basically, the long and short of it is this family of curse of So this it takes place nineteen seventy one. It's based off of real events or based off a true story. One of the two. Um, it's obviously highly embellished, but the Perones are real people. That mm-hmm. this parent, not Perone, that's Eva Perone. These are parent. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to try to not mess up that last name. These are mm-hmm. real people. Um, and this and stuff like this did 
happened to them to a point. So a lot of this kind of happened as it was um, or not so much. It's obviously embellished for Hollywood because what good is a boring story to Hollywood? They're not going to make a movie off of it. Uh Unless it's the Batman. Then they'll just throw all their fucking money (laughs) and eggs into it and be like, let's get five more of these. It's like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't nap enough the first time, but as the goings on in this house, animals are always the first to know. Horror movies, animals are always the first to know. Mm-hmm. Every single time. So the dog will not cross the threshold into the house because the dog's like, hmm, something doesn't smell right, Chief. And I'm like, all right, Sarge, stay outside. Dog to Miss Sadie, not Sarge over there. Mm-hmm. Next morning, they find the dog dead, either due, um, probably due to the witch, Bathsheba, mm-hmm. which was a real person. Bathsheba mm-hmm. Sherman was a real person um, who lived and it was um, she was um, apparently a relative of one of the women who was accused of witchcraft back during the Salem witch trials. Marytown mm-hmm. Esty who was hung for being a witch. Mm-hmm. Probably, probably not so much being a witch as she was just a woman who could do math. Mm-hmm. So, And without a calculator. No, I'm going to assume she was a witch. Alright, fair enough. Fair enough. And other people who have lived in this house or in the surrounding area, things have happened to them, typically with their children um, dying early or being murdered, if you will. Mm. Um, There was uh, a large woman and her child who lived in the house. And obviously the mother was possessed by Bathsheba and she killed her son. And same thing happened to people in the surrounding areas. There's all these sorts of events kind of happening, but, I was, but, but, but the parents bought this house on auction. So there was no realtor. There was no story. There was no real estate involved. They kind of took the house went up for sale. It was in the price range. They bought it. So obviously a house like that up on the auction, there is no one's going to sit there and be like, well, let me tell you why you possibly shouldn't buy this house. It's like, have you heard about possession? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this house might this house might be that. Have you heard about a house in the middle of nowhere? It's why you shouldn't buy it. <laughs> Should always buy a house <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. But there's little things that kind of go on throughout the movie. Like uh, Carolyn Perrin always has bruises that keep showing up on her at night. She doesn't know how they're happening, but they're they're moving stuff around the house. It's a new house. So Dean, you work in a warehouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've worked in a warehouse. Bruises will just magically show up on you mm-hmm. and you don't know where they came from. Yep. So, I mean, as they keep happening, they, the doctor just thinks that she's iron deficient. Mm-hmm. So they put her on medicine for it, but there's all these little things that keep going on. They all send that all, they all seem to happen around the same time. 307 AM in, in the morning. Fucking duh. Idiot. <laughs> um, all these, you know, either, you know, they're, they're smelling, you know, something that smells like uh, rotten meat or rotten eggs. The one daughter um, gets her foot pulled by an unseen entity in the middle of the night. And she thinks it's just her sister fucking around with her in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. You know, and then as, as the time goes on, you know, these happenings get more violent, if you will. Um, like the mother ends up, uh, she thinks someone's in the basement, and and probably one of the and probably one of the better scenes of the movie is when she's sitting there at the top of the steps in the for the basement and she's holding the match, 
and like the ghost of the little boy is like hide and clap and then the hands come out and clap like that's that's fucking wild like yeah. that's i like that mm-hmm. yeah, i mean it's, it's little, like, little stuff like it's because it's like a jump scare but it's not it's not like a screaming at the camera jump scare yeah you know it's only meant to scare the person who's in the movie and you know obviously you jump a little bit at the at the noise and the goings on um the pictures of the family that are that line the staircase they all fall down and all this kind of happens the same night and then also the one daughter sleepwalks so she's kind of banging into this wardrobe that's in the in the eldest daughter's room mm-hmm. so the eldest daughter kind of grabs her and puts her in bed but she still hears the banging so the oldest daughter andrea she goes up to the wardrobe to see what's going on at that point. And she gets, and at that point she gets sent to Narnia. Yeah. And she's like, Oh my God, Mr. Tum Tum. I don't even know the names of the people. What? I don't and, know. Then, and, and then the lion Jesus voiced by uh, Liam Neeson shows up. He's like, don't, he's like, don't quote the magic to me, which I was there when it was written. Thanks. Second <laughs> time this week. I've done that. Yeah, um, seriously. Um, but hey, <laughs> let's, um, let's, um, let's take a quick break. And we'll uh, we'll come back on the other side and uh, keep talking. Yeah. <laughs> hey, give me two slices of the coke. How much does that cost you? Three, four, four dollars. Four dollars. Four dollars can't even buy you three dollars. Where? Off the fucking rails. <laughs> Up your nose with a rubber hose, Christopher. And we're back. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, although the way this can be edited, although the way this can be edited together is this goes into Dean saying, Hey, we're gonna take a break, and then it's coming, and then all of a sudden it jumps to him doing Travolta. Yeah. Well, you know, Travolta is the king. Yeah. Uh, hey, you know I, what I want to do? Oh god. I want to strut. <laughs> yeah. Fucking meanwhile. <laughs> yeah. Ain't it cool? Mean fucking while. Meanwhile, the leader of doom. Um, hey, everybody! Look at me. It's it's Mister, uh, you know, Sarge over there, <laughs> Danny Zuko, <laughs> as he says, doing a Vinny Barbarino voice. <laughs> oh, oh, oh no, Jesus man. Christ! If the people could see what I'm seeing right now. <laughs> Scarier than any movie we're going to review this season. <laughs> As we're left off was all these goings on uh, mm-hmm. within that night, and the, the the daughter sleepwalking into the into the wardrobe, and that was actually where we got that first shot of Bathsheba, which Bathsheba is actually played by the guy that did the music, Joseph uh, Bashera. Uh-huh. So there you go, mm-hmm. and she's just a nasty fucking witch. Mm-hmm. No, just a just a just a mean thing there. Just a just a whole whole thing there. And the that's when the Warrens kind of come in. They set up all their like recording devices. They have their associate Drew, who's actually in all the other movies with them. So he's he's a he, he's a recurring character in the universe. And, and they're trying to record all the stuff going because they think that there's something going on. Mm-hmm. And they even say, and I and Amy was watching this with me last night before we started recording hot tag and I was, I was finished. I was finishing up where they're like, as soon as the Warrens get there, they tell the parents like, you know, well, 
she's probably not going to like us here. It's like, why? It's like, well, she sees as a threat. To which I then looked over at Amy. I was like, you think there's chatter in the demon underworld about the Warrens? With like, oh, fuck, the Warrens are here. Time, <laughs> time to amp up. Uh, maybe. A lot, of, a lot of chatter in the demon underworld. Like, there's a bar that's, mm-hmm. that's uh, being tended by a demonic Stan Malone. There's demonic Normans down there. He hasn't done any real <laughs> demoning in a while. Mm-hmm. He's just hanging out and having a beer. Sounds about right. Where's that movie? Not here. You can get the cast of Cheers. They're all still alive. Do it now while they're all still alive. Mm-hmm. I mean, if if Charlie Long dies, I mean, you can still do it with Kirstie Alley. But anyway, so, so I Kirstie Alley is whacked out of her fucking skull. <laughs> well, I guess you'd be too if you oh. did three movies. Oh, what? Was that your Kirstie Alley impression? No, it was my uh, it was my Shelley Long impression. Oh. <laughs> oh, Sam, I don't want to go to Seattle. Or some shit, I don't know. Fuck her. How clumsy of me to get those mixed up. <laughs> no, if I was going to do a Kirstie Alley impression, I'd be scarfing down cheeseburgers while fucking reciting Trump's fucking bullshit. You leave the cheeseburgers out of this. They had nothing to do with that. That's true. That's true. Anyway, any you know, I, had a, I had a Whopper today. It was pretty good. Got myself a Whopper Junior after work. I was craving it. Worked really hard. I was like, you know what? A Whopper sounds really good. So I got a Whopper Junior. It was fantastic. I prefer McDonald's. Though. <laughs> Put that cigar in that pussy. And, uh, oh, <laughs> I did not have sexual relations with that woman. <laughs> No, I didn't. You see, that's how you solve inflation. Take a little of this burger, take a bite of it, take a little of these fries, take a bite of that too. Oh, this milkshake. We were gone for a total of 30 <laughs> seconds. And within that time, I think you drank <laughs> everything that was in your house. And then topped it off with some LSD for a little razzle dazzle. I didn't even leave my chair, and you just drank a bottle of bleach from under the sink. Hey, uh, hey, Paul, you gotta go. Yep, thanks. So, why don't you play some? uh, (laughs) Play some of that. uh, Some that conjuring music for us. I'd, I'd love to if you'd stop. <laughs> so, hey, as this kind of goes... I oh know you God. can't hear me. Jesus Christ. Hopefully it comes out. <laughs> Your Lord. Unhinged. Right. We're back, everybody. Welcome back to the multi podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We lost everybody right there yeah. through that. I'm your host, Neil Holtzow. He's always is George Rogers. And on today's show, we're recording Catwoman. What the hell? <laughs> All right. The only at this point, the only people still listening to us are you and I on the replays, Chris, and then Rebecca and Jenna. That's it. 
those are the only people that are still listening because at this point they don't know what the hell is going on and they're like you know what let me just stay along for this ride because i want to know where this is going i'm sure rj's listening no rj doesn't like us he's like hey man can you review some of that fucking halloween resurrection (laughs) he's like hey man you're not doing enough john carpenter can you do big trouble in little china it's not a horror (laughs) movie rj we, you know, we don't have a Carpenter movie for this. Yeah, we do. Oh, yeah, we do it in, in the mathematics. That's right. Yeah, what the fuck, dude? Look, Damn, I was hoping we would do vampires. Fucking all James uh, Woods. You know, glory. Maybe next year if you're good and you eat all your salad. But Oh, oh Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, let me get through this plot before you fucking <laughs> lose your mind. Right, maybe, 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 maybe have a piece of gum or something. Keep keep your mouth busy. Put a dick in there. The um. So as all this is going, the Bathsheba is clearly bothered by the Warren's presence. They're a massive threat. So Bathsheba sends a warning to the Warrens about you know trying to stay away. So um, Lorraine Warren sees a vision of her daughter at the bottom of the lake and she's like, you know, we got to get home. You know, we think there's something wrong with Judy, who is their daughter. Then we cut back to their house and Judy is awakened at 307 by somebody pulling on her leg. She gets up and she goes into one of the rooms of the house and Bathsheba is sitting in a rocking chair combing Annabelle's hair, which mm-hmm. is the doll. That we got our introduction to Annabelle in the very beginning of the movie, the mm-hmm. Warrens have Annabelle in a locked case in their uh, essentially museum of demonic um, artifacts. Mm-hmm. Apparently John. that is uh, apparently that's real. The, the doll, it was, it's based off of a real doll. And so like, what happened to that doll when the, uh, and is this, it, is, this uh, is this, is this demonic doll just, walking around fucking upstate New York somewhere going like, oh, hey, everybody, time to get spooked. <laughs> time to spook the boo hole. Yeah, seriously. Well, they, the reason why they have the room, they have all those cursed artifacts and they even, the reporter even says, you know, why don't you just incinerate everything? Uh, Ed Warren says sometimes it's safe for just keeping the genie in the bottle mm-hmm. because once you have all these things loose, God knows what they'll do. And the Ghostbusters don't exist in this universe. Mm-hmm. So there ain't no one to call. Um, so they get back. So they get back to the house in time to prevent their daughter from getting hurt. And so the parents at this point leave the house. Carolyn has been possessed by Bathsheba, so she ends up taking two of the daughters back to the house to kill them because she's possessed by Bathsheba. The Warrens get there just in time. They go to pull her out of the house, but as they burn her out of the house, like her skin starts to really bruise and and sear well if she's taken out of the house the the demon is going to kill her so they have to basically perform the exorcism they didn't get an approval from the church so they just end up doing this exorcism it's a fucking wild scene oh yeah and you know this is and this is what twenty thousand dollars it was made for dean 20 20 million 20 million 20 million and yeah yeah, well you know it's a horror movie i i expect that but, you know, 
the entire scene, like that that whole scene at the end of the movie when they're doing the exorcism, you now they got the sheet over her and the chair flips upside down and it's hitting. It's like, God damn, like those are really good shots. And for the money they're using on the effects, it's it's insane. And one of the great shots that I like is when Lorraine runs out of the house to get the Bible so Ed can perform the exorcism. And Dean, you probably like this too, because I know you're a fan of uh of great cinematography shots mm-hmm. is when rain comes out of the basement and the camera's upside it like it's upside down and it kind of follows yup <laughs> uh yeah i'm not 100 percent sure what george is talking about uh about to wait till he gets back he's currently frozen on my screen oh he's back Am I back? I was saying, I was talking about how the sh- to, to, to be fair, you were good for a good while this podcast. Yeah. Like, so you didn't cut out for a long time. Well, I was talking about the shot where the camera goes upside down as she leaves mm. the house, and or it goes right side as she leaves the house, but then goes upside down as she comes back in because it kind of signifies that you know they're in a pres- that they're in a demonic presence. Yeah, and that's and that's like, and James Wan, and I told you this in text, he a hundred percent understands the assignment. Absolutely. Like the like the good thing about the movies like this is that it it lets your imagination do the work for you. Mm. Because there's nothing scarier than your own imagination. It's true. Because I mean until we see what Bathsheba looks like, we don't know. Mm. We have no idea. Yeah, I agree. And then even then from there is when the movie just kind of ramps it 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 it, it kicks in a high gear and ramps up to 10. Mm-hmm. And I mean the, the the atmosphere, the mood and the score just really helps this movie along. Like it like it's like this is like a legit horror movie. I mean it's like a haunted house. I mean you're not wrong. Oh damn, we lost George again. Yeah, we lost George. All right. Well, anyway, um, no, but as George was saying about you know, James Wan, and he just he he is, I, I I hopefully George can hear what I'm saying, so maybe he can chime in whenever he gets back. But like, I think James Wan is like, I think he's part of that masters of horror that they people always talk about with like Carpenter and Wes Craven and stuff like that. Like, uh, George is back. Uh, George, did you hear what I said? No, no, because oh, you cut. Back. Okay, yeah, you cut out hmm. as I was out. So I don't know what went through, but I know yeah. you were talking about. I know you were talking about Juan's directing style and how he did. Yeah, well, I was saying that. I, I was saying that he is like. I, I think he has earned his place, um, in like the masters of horror. You know. Oh, I and, think. And, he, oh, yeah. And he is. He probably is right now the master of horror right now. Um, some I mean, people. Car- some, Carpenter, I'm, 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 I'm sure some people probably <laughs> argue Jordan Peele, but look, sorry, I prefer the, the Juan movies because he's got, he just has it to, you know, he, he's, he studied from the masters and he went the next I mean, step. You know, if, if you look at those, if you look at those guys, I mean, Carpenter has been pretty much retired for about two decades now, mm-hmm. um, even though he did say he wanted to direct one more movie. Um, but I mean, Carp, I you know, love the guy. He's third or fourth favorite director of all time. But I mean, 
once he got out of the 80s, his movies did start to kind of decline in quality. Yeah. Um, you know, Wes Craven's been dead for like what, 10 years now? Close to no, that? he died in 2015, I believe. Oh, really? I thought he died earlier than that. But Toby Hooper's also dead. Um, mm. I mean, Sean Cunningham has literally directed one movie. I mean, let's be yeah. honest. So, like, of that whole, and, and you got, you know, George C. Romero and all those guys, you know, stuff like that. But, like, James Wan really is, like, the master of horror right now. Um, again, he directed the first Saul movie, too. So, like, you know, I'm, I'm curious to see what else <clears throat> he can do to grow his legend as a, as a, not just a director, and not just a horror director, but a director of himself, too. Because, you know, he does have a billion dollar film under his belt, too. That doesn't, doesn't hurt. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, the man's got a lot of, uh, man's got a lot of weight um, in mm-hmm. Hollywood. He can pretty much write his own, he can, pre- he can pretty much write his own check at this point. His movies all make money. Yeah. So, I mean, really no argument there. I, I, I'll agree with you. I think he's probably the, the current master of horror. Uh, David Gordon Green is probably up there too. Uh, That's tough because Halloween 2018 was good, but Kills was awful <laughs> it was so bad so i would say jason happens. blum but he's not a director he's a producer blumhouse kind of did all that stuff yeah. so, well, and we'll the and the and the uh, and the guys that, that that just directed the most recent scream they also did uh hmm. like happy death day and happy death day to you in the sequel oh, or, yeah. or uh ready or not i believe they also did. i don't know if you saw that <laughs> one. but yeah this there's really not a whole lot you can do nowadays in horror that's going to kind of keep people i know a lot of people go get, go for the a24 stuff mm. um that's going on now i haven't i haven't really caught too much of them like with uh midsummer and hereditary x haven't caught those yet i've heard good things about x i'm hearing great things about the movie that they made after that called pearl and apparently there's another movie that they directed at the same time mm. so i don't know but we're a long way from the 80s slasher movies. Yeah. But that's all right because we have James Wan pumping out hits like this. Mm-hmm. The Conjuring Universe is a strong universe. So I'm I'm invested. I'm fully invested in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, as as you always say with Kevin Feige, you know, Ke- Kevin Feige has a lot of goodwill with you. I mean, I have a lot of you know, the, this universe has a lot of goodwill with me. Not that it matters mm-hmm. in one person, but a lot mm-hmm. of people think the way I do. So yeah. So um, um, so let's let's get yeah. to let's get to you know uh to, to uh, kind of wrapping it up a little bit, I don't really want to take a, a second break. Mm-hmm. So um, let's start, you know, start winding down. Talk about favorite scene, least favorite scene, if it happens, ratings, all that stuff, and all that happy horse shit. Um, you know, obviously, you know, obviously, you know, they cure Lily Tomlin, and uh, and uh, <laughs> I can't remember the act- actor's name is Lily something. I can't remember the last name. Lily Taylor. Julie Taylor, that's right. Um, and, uh, you know, everybody lives happily ever after. But, uh, so, <laughs> so George, what's your favorite scene? Um, you know, it's kind of hard. I, I think my it's favorite tough. scene is, it, it, it is really tough because yeah. I don't think there's any wasted motion in this movie. There is, there's um, not a single second in this movie yeah. is wasted. I, I, I will say I don't have a least favorite scene. I think everything. I, yeah. 
when I was everything watching, hits. I said the same thing. Like, I was like, ev- I was, yeah. Every scene serves its purpose mm-hmm. to the overall story. There's no waste yeah. of motion. I mean, it's I only like a hundred. It, it's only like an hour forty five minutes. Yeah, it's, which, it's, it's you know, a quick horror film. movies don't need to be three hour epics. I agree. I wouldn't even want to see a three hour horror movie. I'm like, God, this is boring. I mean, more people mm-hmm. are going to die. Um, I think I'm. If I'm my favorite scene. It might be when Bathsheba first appears on top of the wardrobe and attacks uh, the eldest daughter. Like that's a hell, like that's a great scene because of all the misdirects that you get leading up to that point of you know of them maybe seeing Bathsheba, you're not expecting it because you like your mind thinks it's just going to be another it's just going to be another fake out. And it's just a hell of a shot the way he's just contorted up on top of the wardrobe. It just it, it looks phenomenal. Um, the exorcism. Oh, the the exorcism. Yeah, I just thought it was it was really well done. I I mean I mean there's a lot of there's a lot of really good scenes in the movie that like I also like when the the cop that they have working for them Brad mm. when he's sitting in the kitchen he looks over and he sees mm. the and he sees the maid and yeah. the maid is just like uh, look what she made me do well because he went outside because the wind chimes and the chair are rocking back and forth and yeah. then he walks in and he goes what? like he gives it like that he's like what the fuck like. That's a that's a great moment yeah. too. That really is. And then you know, because he because he sees the maid, then he goes, then he walks out into like that laundry room and she's not there anymore. But like you get that faint whisper, like, look what she made me do. Mm. And then from there she jumps, you know, and then from there she jumps at him, like freaks him out. Like that, that's a hell, that's another really good scene. Yeah. I don't think there's any waste of motion. No, I agree. The there's one channel that I follow on YouTube. Um, guys, check this out. It's called Seize's World. He does a lot of horror um, breakdown. He does a lot of things uh, like things you missed. Mm. Uh, he'll do a horror history of different things. He did. He did one on every conjure of every movie in the Conjuring universe, and did like a bit of a horror history on each um, like benevolent demon that's featured throughout the movie. Or, or throughout the series it's actually really interesting give it give, give that guy a check out uh dean he also did a lot of halloween ones too which um i know you're always you're always in the market for a good halloween we'll, uh, video. And we'll, we'll watch a we'll watch a, a few tomorrow if we can yeah yeah of course of course mm-hmm. um out of 10 where you at out of 10 man uh you know i I don't want to. I don't want to say because I, I I give this rating out a lot, but you know, as genres, I grade them differently at time. But in the horror movie genre, man, I think this is a ten. Yeah, I'd, in the horror genre, it's it, it's an e. I, I think it's an easy ten. Yeah, it's got um, perfect mood, atmosphere. Mm-hmm. It's beautifully shot. You don't need a list actors, but all the actors, you know, played their parts perfectly well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Patrick Wilson has worked with James Wan like six or seven times. Yeah, he's like he's like uh, he, he's like the Sam Jackson of the of the, the Tarantino universe of the James Wan universe. Mm-hmm. And so James Wan's making a movie. He's like, oh, well, what's Patrick doing? Or like mm-hmm. how James Gunn always gets Nathan Fillion for his movies you now, in one one way or another. Mm-hmm. Every director has their favorite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think I think as a horror movie, it's yeah. it's, a, it's an easy ten. 
I told. I I I can't clean What am I gonna shit? What I mean, honestly, in a horror movie, what what are you gonna shit? Like the acting? Are you expecting, you know, uh, Tom Hanks or like Clint Eastwood acting? (laughs) Oh yeah, only eighties Tom Hanks. Yeah. When he when he plays Gonk Droid in my uh in my in my Gonk Droid solo movie. Yeah. Totally agree. So, um, but hey, that's The Conjuring. Um, great movie. Great way to kick off the six, six, six weeks of horror. Ooh, excuse me. And um, yeah, we'll be back um, in a few days. Uh, I already told everybody what we're doing. We're doing the first Alien. Yeah. So uh, after that, you can let everybody know. But do the uh, things. Oh, we lost words again. So uh here I'm I'm sure. Uh, okay, you're here. Okay, good. You, here. Your your uh your picture froze. So oh wow. Um yeah. Uh well um it's good to be back with this. Love it. Love it. You got us for the next well, you got us forever, but you know, you got I but can't you got the first bit, yeah. it's crazy the thing. We first one's down already. Episode ep, you know show one is down already. That's that's crazy. Yeah. 12, Twelve more to 12, go. Twelve more to go. Yeah. So uh, that, uh, keep an eye on that for, uh, you know, probably Monday night, I would say, probably. I mean, we, we won't record it Monday. We'll probably record it Sunday. Um, but uh, I'll put it up Monday night. And then, um, you know, there, there you go, everybody. So, but uh, with that being said, um, <clears throat> I've been Dean Holtzapple. I'm still George Rogers, and I still believe. But we'll see you in the horrorverse.